The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for participating in our show. And it's just wonderful hearing from so many of you out there and getting the various emails that you have. I want to make note that I now have a blog, templehaysblog.com. So I'd love you to sign up and, and share and receive some of the information about the tools that are offered for an intentional spirit. Like so many of you, you know, life is always about just being a great committed student. And it makes such a difference when we're committed to our knowing, transforming to our growing, transforming to what we show and our showing as role models. I'm thrilled today to have on the show uh, a long-term connection and colleague and and friend, uh, Pat Palmer. She is originally the pioneer of a tremendous work here in the heart of St. Petersburg, Florida, but now she lives and reigns in California with her wisdom. Pat, welcome to the show today. I'm so glad that you're here. It feels wonderful. I just love hearing your voice again. It's been quite a few years, huh? It's been quite a few, quite a few years, yes. and um, there are people that listen in many different countries, but I do want to highlight for those individuals that are anywhere local, uh, Pat is actually going to be here on the Unity Campus grounds this coming weekend, so we're excited about that. We're putting energy into the awareness of the book, uh, The Clearing Process for Conscious Living. Pat, you have been an intentional spirit for uh so much of your life how first of all to just kind of give some background because we i think we all love the sacred stories that help uh catapult each and every one of us to realize that people have faced uh, allies and uh, adversarial energy on their path (laughs) your story how how did you um you know, did you know uh, from the time you were young that you wanted to be a minister? How did you change in your life to being interested in spiritual values and spiritual practices? Oh, what a great question. You know, it's funny when you were talking about being an intentional spirit. 
I, I flashed into a realization that even during all of those years of my young life and all my struggles and drama and trying so hard to make life work, I was intentional then, too. You know, I was trying. I was using everything in me trying to make life work and trying to be a better person. It's just that there was so much pain. There had been so much so much a, a challenge to get through that I, I was, it was like being in a, a paper bag, you know, when you're trying to punch your way out. Yes. And so no matter how much I, my heart was in it and I was trying so hard, it's just that I was really in the dark. I really was in the dark. And I know that I could have lived my whole life that way, and many people do. My parents, for example, did. And there, there are many people who really struggle and try, but it just the door doesn't open. And for me... Um, the door, like I think for many, many people, opened a tiny crack when I got to <laughs> such a desperate place that I finally said to myself, something is wrong here. You know, I was just had my second divorce and, and lots of other uh, dramatic happenings had, had occurred. I was in my early 40s, and, and I, I just finally, it's like I gave up. It's like I surrendered. And when that happened, I feel like that was the first, the first opening, the first, uh, the crack in the jar, as they say, that that allowed me to see in a different way. And so the first result of that was that I got involved in twelve step work, which was a miracle in itself, and 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 that um, kind of gave me a little bit of a solid platform. From there. Uh, the next step was uh, my sister dragged me to this uh, church, and actually in St. Augustine, Florida, dragged me there, and she had asked me to go for a couple of years, but I didn't care anything about church. I had no no idea of spirituality in my life at all. You know, I raised two daughters with no belief in God. Uh, I, I was just telling somebody the other day, my, my girls had asked me, well, I think they were like five and seven, and, and uh, one of the girls asked me, do we believe in God, Mom? And, I said, <laughs> you know, she didn't even know. It had never been uh-huh. introduced as a topic in our home. And, and I mean, I was raised with uh, traditional religion, but I let go of it in my early 20s. It just didn't make sense to me. And so uh, so when she asked that, I remember saying to her, well, there's some kind of energy, but we don't know what it is. We, I have no idea what it is. And that was the end of that subject. So that's how, how little spiritual awareness I had. But then when, when my sister uh, Donna took me to this this church, um, spiritually grounded, actually it was the Center for Positive Living, I just, <laughs> I was stunned. I was stunned by the idea that, that there was a power and a presence in life uh, greater than me and that I could use it and, and that, um, that there was something more going on than appeared to be, that, that I was good within myself, that there was goodness in me and that there was an inner voice that would guide and lead me. So that was really the beginning temple. That was the beginning of it all. I didn't didn't have the tools yet, but the opening was there, and uh, the reaching. I I picture myself, you know, as kind of like a uh, this being reaching up as high as I could reach, and all of a sudden there was a hand there reaching for me, mm. and it, it was it was um, an incredible experience. Just that first opening. I love that. And I imagine that, I, that yeah. you you hear a lot of that. I I imagine from people who discover your church. Oh yeah, all all the time, and I love that analogy of the hand reaching because I I like to use that idea of just as the plant leans towards the sun, the sun is leaning towards the plant. You know, mm-hmm. some at the same time. It's just a it's a yes. beautiful 
thing of that um, uh, collaboration or that um, that law of uh, reciprocal movement, if you will. It's just a it's a beautiful yes. thing. Yeah, and you know, for those people that are listening that are also part of the, I am in the non church club, and I have a T shirt and a membership card. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that um, many of us would say. I mean, it's like I say sometimes when someone introduces themselves to me and says, you know, I don't believe in God. I would say, well, let's talk about the God you don't believe in. You know, many of us as leaders say that, just like you're saying. Let's talk about the God you're telling me you don't believe in because more than likely, I don't believe in that God either. You know, I believe in a a loving God. I believe where there is oneness and there's a a one presence and one power. It's so refreshing because I felt the same way. You know, I wasn't really on the same page with how I was brought up in this religiosity either. And it just did not work for me and the only reason I went is that I was forced to you know I was forced to be there kind of against my will you know nobody ever said would you like to because the answer would have been no I was told that you know you know you have to go but um in that it's so refreshing to walk into a, a spiritual community and to hear that your God's beloved is with whom God is well p- pleased and that anything is possible it's just a, just so freeing isn't it Yes, it really is. And and then to start to discover uh, tools, very doable, small things, paying attention to your thinking and, and kind of catching yourself when you're being pessimistic or, or feeling negative, kind of just holding out a hand to your own self and saying, I can do it differently now, you know, mm-hmm. and just being aware that our mind and our, our, our emotions and our body, it's all meant to serve us we all of these things are tools to let us go into our own greatness they're not things we have to overcome we can use our emotions and use our thinking and use our awareness of our body all to move into our higher self it's so Mm -hmm. it's so great Mm -hmm. it's all perfect i guess is what i'm saying it's all perfect it is all perfect, and that's why I really um, I, I feel so strongly, and I, I love the work that, that you do because um, I also am a person out there, there in the field that I don't feel that we're here to become robotic in nature. You know, I, I don't feel that our purpose, that we're not designed to be people without feelings and without emotions, but yet they need to be in the right perspective and held in the right way. And I'm really excited about, about your book the conscious clearing and for those of you that are listening you can go to the website and you can explore uh this work that pat is doing uh clearingprocess.com so it's the clearing process uh, for conscious living and that's the title of her her book so how did this um have you always been intentional that you felt a book was somewhere on the horizon or the horizon? How did it come about? What a, what a great question. This is the first time I've been interviewed about this, so I'm very much enjoying myself. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, not at all. I had no desire to write a book whatsoever. And um, I'll tell you a little more after a bit about how I even got into the clearing process. But in regard to this, to the to the becoming a published author, I can say that the main the impetus for me was that I was doing this work with people. You know, I have a, a practice, a counseling practice now. And as I did the work with people, I came to realize that they met with me 
weekly in the beginning, and then we would see each other less often, and I'd just be a support to them because what this is is a self-therapy. What I teach is a way to do our own our own work, to do our own clearing. And as I did that, I, I was struck so many times by how it would be so helpful if I had something I could hand them so that they would have these tools right available to them when I'm not with them. And it's quite a different way of thinking, of approaching uh, spiritual and emotional health, too, so that I wanted to be able to um, give them something. So that's when I decided to write a book. I thought it would be so much easier if I had I could hand them, you know? That is so cool. That's really, yeah, yeah. That's really and cool. Then, and then what happened after I wrote the book, and I was so pleased. I just give it to clients when I'm working with them, of course. And... and um, one of the people that I had worked with some time back and who really understands all this and who has had uh, her life transformed through the process said to me after she read the book, you know what? She said, "This it's just a thin little book. You know, it's an easy read, actually. And she said, you know, it's misleading because it appears to be easy to do, but actually it, it would be so helpful if you could do a workbook to provide exercises. So I decided to do that. I knew she was right as soon as she said it. And so I wrote a workbook to go along with it the Clearing Process Workbook, that also is available through the website. And uh, people are finding it very helpful because along with the teaching in the, in the little book, The Clearing Process for Conscious Living, there's the workbook which goes right along step-by-step step with it and gives lots of exercises. Um, that's And I think that's such a key, right, because we have so many books out there now of various right. different subjects, but it's the experiential piece that really um, helps support. It's a great tool for change yeah, and, that's everything. Uh, right. and really um, exploring your inner being and, and those kind of things. Well, tell us about what is the clearing process? What, what is that about? Well, it's um, it's truly miraculous. It's kind of an about face for how people usually look at doing our healing work. You know, I spent um, <laughs> countless hours in agonizing by myself and with various therapists and friends and my two sisters about why things were happening to me and trying to figure it out and and and. Uh, put so much effort into thinking what to do about situations in my life. I'll just mention for myself personally, I was raised in a, a family with lots of major violence and drama and blame and victimhood, and that was really all I knew. And I, I, I didn't have any way to, to get through that. And so I was continually over the years... And even at first when I discovered the spiritual path, uh, looking for how can I do this differently, looking at what to do and why are these things happening. And, you know, that's generally the approach. And, and those appear to be very good questions. But what I found as uh, I got deeper and deeper into doing my own healing was that that wasn't the question at all. The real question and what the clearing process is all about is, with what is happening to me now, how am I feeling? How is the question? How am I feeling? And the clearing process is so transformative because it gives us, it's a six-step process, and it gives us an avenue for really deeply, and these are the two words I love, being with. It gives us a very uh, 
powerful and structured way to be with our feelings that are coming up, whatever the situation we're in, with our emotions, with what's happening for us inside of us, in our heart space. And when we can be with that truth so cleanly and clearly, it dissolves. And what we find is that there's nothing we have to do that our life shifts, and I can say a lot more about that, but in a nutshell, what the clearing process is, is being with what is, being particularly with what is inside of us in such a way that it dissolves. It dissolves with our attention. It dissolves with our compassionate look at what's going on for ourselves. It dissolves, and then life transforms, and it's not from figuring it out, and it's not from trial and error thinking what to do. I tell people when they come for my first appointment, if you're looking for a a counselor, a therapist who's going to help you figure out what to do, you're in the wrong place. Because when we when we do the clearing, we know what to do. We know what to do already. We have that knowledge inside us. It's just that the, the emotional fog gets in our way, and we can't see what to do. So that's that's really the approach of the clearing process. And such a powerful one. I'm thinking of just a, a recent uh, example um, for my for myself, and and to kind of put in uh, a real example for people to relate is is someone that recently you know lost her husband and it's just a a few months out probably two or three months and you know it's and what I witness about her uh, being an observer is how she keeps saying um, I I know I ought to be better but I'm not you know I I know I ought to be coping with this differently but it's not happening and all of these um these self-imposed stressors that she's mm-hmm. placing upon herself. And, and I, you know, continue to say with gentleness, who says, you know, for what reason? Who told you that? And you can't uh, rush the process. Uh, from the caterpillar to the butterfly, things have to happen. And if you mm-hmm. rush that, then you're, you know, you're interrupting nature uh, mm-hmm. by far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I, what I came to learn... Um, spiritually is such a fundamental underpinning of, of this process that evolved through me. And that was that always, always, always we are being supported that by whatever spirit is. The universe is continually supporting its creation. It becomes its creation and it is supporting it. Whether or not we like what's happening, either, either whatever's happening to us is a joyful experience or it's an opportunity for us to go through some doorway which will clear the way for us to return to our natural state of being, which is joy. So when, when you hear the phrase, it's all good, I really totally uh, uh, subscribe to that. It really is. It's just that sometimes we need to absolutely be with our self, our deep, deep self, in order to get that, in order to be able to move into that state. Because, boy, life is certainly painful a lot of the time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, and it it's just really something, uh, you know, being a fully actualizing human being. Well, everyone is just enjoying this process. I know I am. We're talking to Pat, Reverend Pat Palmer today, who's the author of uh, The Clearing Process. And you can go to her website, clearingprocess.com, and find out more about her. I want to thank you for joining us and encourage you to come and visit us at unitycampus.org. We offer all different 
different kind of programs and messages weekly that inspire a greater living and that are designed and destined for the intentional spirit. I'm Temple Hayes, and we'll be right back after this short break. It takes you to power Unity Online Radio. If you'd like to make a positive difference in the world, you can by contributing to this global ministry. Unity Online Radio relies on listener support to broadcast the messages of unity to an awakening world. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week. And start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone, for participating. I'm talking today with Reverend Pat Palmer, who has been a New Thought minister for oh, about 25 years now, Pat, I'm thinking, right? Yeah. I'm, ri- I'm right there is. with you. Oh, it's so nice to have these numbers to just um, uh, flirt around or to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really adding up. Well, we've been having a wonderful conversation today talking about the clearing process. And again, um, read about it and learn more about it on the internet, the clearing on clearingprocess.com. Uh Pat, let's let's 
take some real examples because I think that that helps us learn and assimilate information so much better, some real-life stories. Um, let's give an example. Um, what's one that would come to mind with you? Probably anything related to love is always helpful for oh, yeah. people. Yeah, Tell us because that really gets to us. That really uh-huh. gets to us. So it can be so difficult um, with our significant others in particular. And um, Yeah, one one that I'm just so thrilled about is a young woman named Barb. She's in her 30s, and she and I actually have done all our work on Skype. She uh, she lives in another state for me. And uh, it was so fun when we got to meet each other finally when she came home to visit her folks in California. And we felt like such good friends even though we'd never met each other, you know, just from seeing each other on Skype and from having done this work together. It was really thrilling. But her mom actually had referred her to me. And so uh, what had happened was that she'd been in a relationship. She's an artist. She'd been in a relationship with a guy for, uh, I think it was then, it was, two and a half, three years, and, God, they were so in love. You know, he, too, was an artist in a little different field, and they lived in New York City, and it was um, such a great togetherness in that they had so much in common, intellectually, socially, even spiritually, they had a lot in common. It was really wonderful, and every few months, he would just get, and this is from her point of view, of course, but this is this is what I was uh, told about, he would get so disgusted with her and he would either break up with her or threaten to break up with her. And the reasons were that he, he said she was irresponsible and uh, that she was deceitful, that she didn't tell him the truth, that she would try to whitewash stuff. And and um, it was it was very painful for her because she was trying so hard to be in her integrity and to be honest and straightforward. And it was it was... She was very sad and she was very frustrated. She wasn't angry at him because she believed him that she was really messing up, you know. And she just felt felt uh, apologetic and always would beg him to give her another chance because she loved him so much and she knew he really loved her. I, I don't know if uh, if that feels painful to you, but it it was very difficult for her because uh, she just yeah. didn't see any way out just didn't see anything to do because she kept trying so hard to to do the right thing and to be the kind of girlfriend he wanted her to be. You know, they were starting to talk about long-term, and he would say to her, I am not, I cannot uh, think of committing to you unless you improve, unless you get better. Oh, my God. You know, and they really loved each other, even though he had that kind of attitude toward her. It's funny, huh? And so when she contacted me, what we looked at was, was, first of all, I learned a little about that, and I learned a little bit about how she'd been raised and what had gone on for her in her childhood. And um, especially we looked at how she felt and the feelings that she had uh, being treated this way, is is all I can say, Mm -hmm. being treated this way. Of course, what she found out later and what is always true was that she had drawn him into her life because there was healing for her to do. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect because she had a big emotional block that she had never cleared. And as we began to look at it together and as we did the visualizing and and just the quiet looking inward, I'd lead her through these processes and just really deeply looking at how are you feeling? How do you feel? How are you feeling when this happened? What she uncovered was that she felt so helpless against this tirade 
tirade of accusations. She was so helpless, and she was so confused and could not figure out what she was doing wrong. And that was a lot of the feeling, just powerless and helpless and confused, let alone uh, ashamed of herself, thinking that she was really bad. So that that was like, I call it a constellation of feelings. She had a, a this group of feelings, um, confused, powerless, fearful of his accusations. And and so we began to look, and this is what we do in the clearing process. We we hold those feelings uh, just, in, and we see where we feel them in the body, and we let ourselves be with those feelings in a way that really intensifies them, really lets us feel them deeply. And then we uh, separate it from the person who seems to be causing it. And I had talked a lot with Barb about this, that we need to really get... And, and I help people with this. Those of us on the spiritual path already know it intellectually, but of course when it comes to our own journey, it can sometimes be more challenging. But she was really able to see that it wasn't him causing these feelings in her, although it certainly appeared to be that way because he was the, in quotes, bad guy. The truth was that she had been carrying these feelings her whole life, and people would periodically come along who would give her the exact catalyst she needed to feel them. And he was the main one because she loved him so much, and that really got to her. So as we were able to be with these feelings and, and kind of, I, I think of it like you taste them and you feel them and you, you, you feel them so strongly that, that they really come up for you again. And then we ask ourselves the next question, which, when have, which is when have I felt this way in my life before? And with all the clients I've had over the years and all, the, all my own situations, which there have been many in my own clearing processes, I have never found it to be the case that there haven't been many times before in one's life when the person felt exactly those same feelings. And that was the, that was the situation with her. Several times came up. And what we really finally got to, of course, and again, it's always this, that it always goes back to when we were little. Mm-hmm. And for her, it did. For her, it did. There had been a huge problem in her family when she was a child, and her dad had ended up leaving, and her mom had been unable to handle it. Her mom was kind of off-the-wall personality in many ways. In many ways, she was a good mother, but, but she, she, just, she just lost it when the marriage didn't work. And she was so accusative of this little girl because she was the oldest of, of the children in the family. And so this child was the, received all the brunt of all the accusations about how she wasn't good enough, how things were her fault when they didn't happen right at home, and when, with her younger siblings, how she wasn't taking care of them. And this, this woman, Barb, as a young girl, was so berated and accused of being irresponsible and, and blamed for not doing things right, not being honest, not telling her mother the whole truth. And, and of course, now I want everybody to take a deep breath because that sets the scene, okay? Mm-hmm, that sets mm-hmm. the scene for what happened. Now, the clearing actually comes about because what we do is we let go of thinking that we have to do anything about those feelings. We let go of thinking that we did anything to deserve that treatment. And what we get is that for some reason our soul, and this is my belief with everything that I know, this is my belief, our soul somehow chose that family. It was perfect for us, chose that family to come in to have those experiences because of whatever our work is to do in this lifetime. 
And as we do this clearing, as we do this healing, we free ourselves up of this this gunkiness, this um, this uh, toxic energy, psychic energy that that we've been holding, and we then can move into our potential, who we are here to be in this world. So, so what happens is that as she was able to be with these feelings and remember them when, from when she was little, I'm not talking about forgiving. Please don't misunderstand me. The forgiveness comes on its own later. So many therapists and so many healing um, modalities focus on forgiveness, which is great. But if we put forgiveness over undealt with emotions from when we were little, it's like, excuse me for saying, but it's like putting a scab over a wound that's still infected. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just we can't even think of forgiveness until we've been able to go back and really be with that little, little child self of us and release it. And for most of the people that I work with, as we do this clearing process together, what they say is, you know, they say, I've had a lot of therapy and we've tried to figure things out, but I have never gotten to really seeing that this is the same thing I've been carrying my whole life and I'm setting myself up over and over and over for it. You know what I mean, Temple? Mm -hmm. Totally. Oh, my goodness, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And the key here is, is that we use... We use how we're feeling in the present challenging situation. We use that to lead us back, to lead us back, and it comes up naturally. We, we go into like a, a meditation or a visualizing process and we say, whoa, whoa, and we let ourselves be with our feelings and we say, when have I felt that way before? And many times will come up and we track it back and always there's going to be some time, usually many times, as children when we felt those feelings. Well, here's the thing. As children, we cannot tell ourselves the truth about how, how, how um, painful this is. You know, little kids, when we're little kids, something comes up, we, we barely feel it. If we're not allowed, I mean, if we're not allowed to feel it, which is often the case, you know, we just shove it underground and we go play with our next toy or we run outside and play or something. I mean, it's a wonderfully healthy family where a child can have a feeling and can say it out loud and talk about it and express it. You know, a lot of times that's just not the case. And and kids will keep peace at whatever, whatever any way they can. And so if, if they feel powerless and helpless and confused like, like Barb did, they're not going to talk about it to the perpetrator or to the person who seems to be causing it. They're just going to shove those feelings underground and try to make things better and go play. You know, they're certainly not going to blame uh, blame their parents for it. They just try to go on to the next situation. So the clearing well, process is about being in touch with that, and it dissolves. Well, and you're so right, because for so many of us, I mean, I know for me, um, there wasn't the modeling there, you know, uh, of feeling. I mean, feelings, right. you know, you were told... Um, it's not so bad, um, don't worry about it, shake it off, you know, oh, don't be sad. I mean, and I still see with all the knowledge that we have in the 21st century, I'm always surprised when I observe parents, you know, when the child will cry or something, they immediately, I, I see very little modeling when it comes to a parent saying, you know, well, tell me more about what that, 
what that feels like or, you know, um, you know, tell mom how you feel, you know, to elaborate rather than go, okay, let's wipe those tears, get on with it, you know, that kind of thing. And I, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, you just put, you know, 10 years of therapy on that child's life. What are you thinking? <laughs> Haven't you, like, read the clearing process, for goodness sakes? What's wrong? What's up? <laughs> oh, I know. No, I the know. truth. Really- oh, my word. It's really amazing. And when when we can be with our feelings in that way, it's it's really like we one of the exercises I use is is in the workbook is that we we can actually imagine ourselves as as being being a loving, caring adult who wasn't there at the time and and imagine ourselves going back and being there for that child. I mean, this is all inner child work, going back and being there with that child and saying Tell me how you feel, honey. Tell me how you feel. There, there are many ways that we can get in touch with these feelings. I got to say, though, that the challenge is actually doing it because it's like when, it ha- when the original incidents happened, our, our ego self, our protector, is what buries it for us, you know, because it's hard. We couldn't function in life if we carried such intense pain around. So what happens is we, our ego self just buries it. Then when we go to do something like the clearing process and we want to bring it up, remembering childhood, boy, everything in us says, oh, no, don't go there, you know. It's much easier to blame whoever seems to be causing our feelings in the present than it is to really go back and look and see how we felt, how we felt when we originally took this on, you know, this burden on, this wounding on. And so as uh, as Barb did this process and as she got in touch with it, oh, there was such a huge transformation in her life. It's what what it was is that she, by sitting with the way she was really feeling and dissolving it, it's like the burden lifts from us. She could not necessarily do anything in particular. It's just that she wasn't so devastated by what would happen. And when you're not devastated, when you're not in the grips of, as she was, just feeling so confused and powerless, when you're not feeling devastated and at effect of whatever somebody seems to be doing, in this case her boyfriend, then we see more clearly, don't we? We see more clearly, and, and she could see that, no, you know, I'm, I really am honest, and, and she could see what was going on much more clearly and see that he had a huge issue. So they did, in this case, let me tell you the rest of the story, uh, they did a lot of uh, talking together, and, and uh, it's wonderful when we, when we can be with a person who then is willing to take a look at, at how things really are. In this case, he wasn't. He wasn't. He re- kept remaining convinced that... She uh, was not being honest with him about stuff. And, and so eventually they just they didn't stay together because she could say to him, I really love how you, how, who you are and I love what we could have together in our life. However, this is not me that you're talking to. You know, this, this is not really me. And, uh, you, you know, you better do some work on your own because this isn't my story. And she was able to let it go. Oh, that's, that's so great. Happened. Yeah. That's, that's so that's great. Clear, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, listen, I talk, I come by this honestly because as I started doing my healing work in, in the beginning, what, what I didn't even have any realization of was how I was bringing, in my case, abusive men into my life. 
I mean, big time abusive because that's what, that's what I grew up with, you know. And I didn't even know I was doing it. I really thought something was the matter with me. <laughs> yeah, and, and we tend to do that. And what I tell a lot of people too is, you know, it's just, and I've said this repeatedly on the show, is that, I mean, you've had men in your life and had this experience, but for people that, you know, say, well, I think now I'm going to be with a woman, guess what? If they don't do the clearing process, they still have the same thing. Absolutely. The bottom, the bottom line is, is that we're always going to have in our lives the relationship that we have with ourselves. I mean, that's that ultimately at sure. the at the end of the road. That That's what it sure. is. So I just love the work that, that you're doing. And we have an entire segment that's going to be prepared to share with all of you right after this short break. I want to thank all of you for your continuous giving and contributions that you're making to Unity Online Radio, the voice for the awakening world. It allows us to reach with this positive philosophy into countries and people all over the world. So we really want to give a a clap and a thank you, a special thank you uh, that continues to promote us and also with social media and letting other people know that we are here. We have many great shows for you to check out. I look forward to talking with you, Pat, right after this short break. We'll be right back. Did you know that the Buddha gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that Jesus gave us the formula to create a beautiful, abundant life? Did you know that both these masters taught exactly the same thing? And guess what? They did not teach the law of attraction. They taught the great paradox of prosperity. You can have anything you want. Why, you can have things you don't even know you want. But not by wanting them. Instead, put your attention on the vibrant presence of the divine within. Do that and your life will change. It has to. That is the natural order. Want to crack the code on the great paradox? Get Janet Connors, The Lotus and the Lily. Available everywhere great books are sold. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the 
We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thank you, everyone. I um, appreciate and acknowledge you for being an intentional spirit. And again, I want to remind you to go to unitycampus.org and find out all the various things that, that we are doing and follow um, my quotes and ideas on Twitter, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, forward slash Temple Hayes. I'd love to see you on there. And we're all collectively, you know, when everybody does a little bit, then no one needs to do a lot. Right, Pat? So, Pat Palmer, thank you for being with us today. And, and you're part of that being a difference maker and a change agent as well. Your book, The Clearing Process, is now becoming known um, throughout the globe. And I'm holding that for you, one of those big best selling authors. I can see that right. and know that for you. I knew you yeah. when you were lonely. Hey, one thing I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention. Without a book, but more dreams. I knew you when. (laughs) How funny. Okay, here we are talking about the clearing process. Well, Pat, in your own life, have you ever had um, an emotional issue or challenge that has um, really caught your attention that's helped you have a a breakthrough, that little ache and ooh, the words in breakthrough? Oh, my God, yes, so many. Oh, listen, though, I forgot to mention, I don't know if I even told you that uh, the my one of my greatest uh, happinesses lately is that I went ahead and sent these books to Marianne Williamson, and she fell in love with it, and she endorsed it. I don't know if I ever sent you her endorsement for it. I saw it on your website. I thought oh, that girl. So I thought that girl. She just goes to the top. Um, I saw Marianne Williamson endorsed it. Colin Tippin. I mean, you just went to the top. Congratulations! That is exciting. So absolutely, you can go to your website and you can um, read about that and see the endorsements on Pat's website. I don't know what happened. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that Everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things 
that ever happened to us. For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers, Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org. And so we've been talking today with uh, Reverend Pat Palmer. She is the author of The Clearing Process. You can go to her website, clearingprocess.com, and you can find out more information about her work. Um, and she's talking about how to uh, embrace, you know, being with, you know, where you are. What we talk about often with the principles of unity is our ability to accept what is rather than in our own mind what we feel you know ought to be i remember many years ago back when we used to have to take our roll of uh, film into a company to get it uh, developed i remember hearing this story from uh, reverend dr michael beckwith and he said how he was so anxious for some reason he needed those um those pictures printed like right then and there and so he went into the developer and he wanted them to guarantee him a certain time that those images would be ready and that he could pick up those photographs and that when he got them back the images they weren't clear they were somewhat blurred and he was just so disappointed and the guy told him he said well you rushed the process and when you rush the process on film, uh, in photography, then it doesn't turn out as clear, as crisp with the uh, colors and those kind of things. And so in that same awareness, you know, we have that same issue that when we're going through life and we rush the process, what we perceive as negative and uncomfortable, when we then want to rush that process, then we take away from all the things that can be developing within ourselves. And Pat, now you are going to give us an example of something that you faced in your own life that you found this to be true and how dynamic the clearing process has been for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very exciting because naturally I'm still in a body, I'm still in this life, so naturally things still come up and there's still more to learn and to grow through. And I just had one a few weeks ago that was so instructive for me and grabbed me like like usually our personal situations do. We really forget to do our healing work sometimes when it's our own stuff. And I was out to a dinner meeting. Actually, I was um, in a, a wonderful relationship and went to meet my uh, friend's family, his daughter and husband and, and some good friends. And while we were at dinner, and I was introduced to everyone and we chatted a bit, we were at dinner probably two hours together, all sitting at this big long table. And I noticed that gradually I became aware that nobody was talking to me. Well, it's not that they were talking to me. Sometimes I would be part of, of the conversation, but nobody turned to me and said, well, what about you? And, and tell us about yourself and what kind of work do you do? <laughs> As the night went on, I was just uh, so floored to see that this was happening. I was totally ignored. Well, on the way home, I was very quiet. And then when we got back to the hotel where we were staying, I told him, I said, I can't talk to you right now. I have got to feel some feelings that are coming up for me. And uh, I, the man was a saint. We we just have such a, a good, clear um, 
ability to to tell each other the truth. And so he just sat down and listened. And I, the whole time, thank God I know how to do this process because it would have been so easy and and so typical of most uh, most most what most people do to get into either saying to him you should have. Uh, got them talking to me or or how come you have friends like that or what was the matter with those people but none of that stuff came up for me what i went into is what what i was saying about the clearing process how was i feeling and he just listened and i just went into how i was feeling i was feeling so ignored and so neglected and not as good as not good enough and you know all those things that mm-hmm. that, that can come up it was just I, it was an awful, awful feeling, and you know what the clue is? And this is often, I think, a clue for people that some clearing needs to happen. I felt much more intense than the situation would have merited, because it would have been very easy to just say, hey, I want to tell you about me. But yes. none of that happened. I just sat there and stewed in my anger. And what I got in touch with by going into I was so, so angry as I went into clearing all that rush of intense anger came up, and how could they do that to me? What is the matter with them? And what it went back to is something I thought I cleared years ago. It was another layer of the same thing that happened in elementary school, you know, where I felt like an outcast and didn't know how to talk to people and was alone a lot of the time. And as I, as I remembered that from when I was little, all of my anger vanished. It just completely and totally left me. And I'm just so grateful to this process, I've got to tell you, because that's what happens every single time when we can be with our feelings in that way, in that deep way, rather than blaming whoever seems to be causing them. It just clears. It's it's wonderful. It's very miraculous. Uh, and it's such a powerful example. And uh-huh. um, and the being with and, and not the denying you know i mean some people blame other people you know for where they are or the traffic or the weather i mean i know people that are deciding how they're going to feel based upon the weather a week from now i'm like get a life <laughs> really are you kidding i mean we need to give you yeah. some projects you know? <laughs> I know i mean talk about you know wallowing in victimhood please really you're, you're going to have an event outdoors in a, in a week and it may rain and oh my Let's prepare to not feel good about that. I mean, please come on. Let's be, let's be a little bit more proactive. <laughs> but I yeah. love the the being with concept. It's just so so powerful and so so freeing. And it's like, why is it that we feel it's necessary in our humanity to rush? So we're going to feel different somewhere over there when we have no idea what the other there or the over there is going to. Until mm-hmm. I want to again reiterate to everyone to go to clearingprocess.com and and share this wonderful show today with um, other people and social media because we can all relate. All of us have feelings. We have emotions. We get upset often about people and events and circumstances when more often than not as pat is saying it's not just them it's something that we're carrying or toting around from many many years ago or our other lifetimes ago we're just toting that stuff and we love the people that show up in our lives and push our buttons because they're helping us free ourselves for that 
Pat, thank you so much for the work that you're doing in the world. And we're all going to look forward to hearing more and more about your book and the work that you're doing. So we'll, are you going to be on the Ellen show? I don't know. I'm just saying, where will you be next? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Temple. It was great talking with you. It's absolutely a pleasure. And thank you and appreciate you. Thanks for the work you're doing. God bless you. Thank you, Temple. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for being an intentional spirit. Uh, Look into your week this week and ask yourself, how can I, with intention, uh, appreciate my life? How can I be grateful for the areas of my life that I know are working? How can I uh, reach out, maybe consider doing something really rare, like writing a handwritten note to someone and just telling them that you appreciate them? There are simplistic and profound ways in which you can be be part of the difference rather than part of the drama. God bless you on this exciting journey that we call life. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. The world is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. 
Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. Spotify. 